Hey, I'm Alex. Hey, I'm Colin. And we are the Fun Sons. In the Slam Dungeon. It is Monday once again. But fear not, Fun Sons in the Slam Dungeon is here to make those Monday blues go away. This week we got Venom and Valor on the show. We talk a little bit about the band's history, even the history of the local Denver metal scene, which, fuck... These dudes go way back. <laughs> These are old fuckers. But anyways, enough chit-chat. Let's get straight to it. Oh, hey, Colin. You're fucking... You're cute. What's you, up, bud? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Look at that smile. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. the best smile in the room. I mean, this is the slam dungeon, right? Yeah. I, I think so, here, is yeah. it? Yeah, this is the... the, the Fun sons in the slam dungeon. Yeah. We're we're here with some gentlemen. Um, Down in the mean streets of Parker. Yeah. We're, <laughs> got a dudes from Venom and Valor. You guys, welcome. Hey. hey. Um, start off real quick. Um, I noticed some members missing. Yeah, our drummers uh, in Missouri, and our bass player is on tour with another band. What band's he touring at? What tour? What the? <laughs> hey, we're doing this at fucking ten o'clock in the morning. It's we're we're miserable. Yeah, Jacob's right now. on tour. He's uh, he's the rock star of the band. I don't even know how many fucking bands that guy's in. You he's, guys know? He's in ten different bands or some yeah. shit. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. And he's not the drummer. But not all no. of them. He's, are, the, well, he's are the drummer active. in one of the bands. Oh, okay. There's like a jam band that just yeah. like goes and plays festivals. Okay. Yeah. He does play all the instruments, though. That's he's a madman. He's the only one without kids in the band, so yeah. that's what he does. He's also like 6'5", and he can dunk on us all. So <laughs> we call him Slam Dunk Jacob. <laughs> and then we got Nasty Nate, who is, uh, I don't know, he's running for Congress out in Missouri, something with his dad. <laughs> he's doing something out there. With something. His, yeah, visiting his dad or something. His dad's a politician. That's that joke. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, for the gentlemen that are here, please introduce yourselves. I'm Lon. I'm the uh, vocalist. I'm James. My friends call me Jimmy. I play the other guitar. <laughs> the other one. Uh, I'm Talon. Um, I guess I play the guitar. The guitar. <laughs> the guitar. He's got the other one. <laughs> so how did Venom and Valor start out? Uh, well, it was Nate, Nate and I, the drummer, we were in a hardcore band called Make Way. Okay. And when that kind of fell apart, I had like gotten my first seven string. So I was like, well, let's just mess around with this. And then James hardcore band came to do like a little demo uh, recording with me in my old apartment. And I kind of stole him and our old bass player, Sean. I was like, you guys should not play that music and play my music. <laughs> he liked us because there was actually a pistol in the house that we broke out. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting real hardcore with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just told him, I was like, well, you guys should come do this music with me. And uh, for some reason they said yes. <laughs> for some fucked up reason yeah, yeah. <laughs> recording their band i'm like fuck your band be in my band and it worked <laughs> nice <laughs> and uh then we uh found our very first vocalist taylor 
through the interwebs of Facebook media. And you found him on Facebook Marketplace, didn't you? Yeah, he was for sale. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to dig real deep though for vocalists. You have to really get into like the black market of Facebook to Ooh, find vocalists. Okay, okay. the and deep dark side of Facebook. Yeah, that's where you find vocalists. So that's where you find okay. me too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, yeah, actually, he found us. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah, after it didn't work out with Taylor, we had Pat from It's Always Sunny fill in. We had Wes from Burial Plot fill in. Because uh, we had a bunch of shows booked. We were playing with Fit for an Autopsy and Ginger and Unearth. And we've had all these big shows lined up. This is way pre-COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, so, the pre-times. Yeah, the good, yeah, the, the good golden time. the golden era that we didn't realize was the golden era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we had all these big shows lined up. And we had actually, actually we reason we got rid of Taylor is because... Um, Patrick from Fit for Non Topsy like came backstage and he was talking to me about guitars and he was like, No, you guys are really cool. He's like, But your vocalist fucking sucks. Holy and shit. I was like, Me personally, I can't live with that because I haven't like have a complex about putting out the best music that I could put out. Well, how let's let's rewind a little bit. How did that feel to like, you know, like, yeah, you guys are cool, but like, hey, your vocalist kind of fucking sucks. Was it just kinda like, okay, yeah, I know, or was it damn? Uh a little bit of both. Yeah. I was like, damn it, they found out. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll speak up for Taylor. I don't think he sucked. You know, um, he was, uh, his style was kind of like the style where the high school girls that would get there, like, you know, panties wet or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, it, was, okay. it was all about the high school girl sound and shit. And we sounded really pretty. And uh, in fact, when I started this, when I jumped in this band, Talon's riffs were really fucking pretty too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he called on me to make it a little more gritty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I naturally that. write pretty music as opposed to really heavy stuff. And then as we were writing and getting feedback at shows, realizing like we got to get you know heavier, more aggressive, kind of change up the sound, which was right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we swapped up the sound a little bit, and I think what Taylor was doing on vocals just wasn't meshing with what we were trying to do musically. Mm-hmm. You know, he had almost like um, 36 crazy fist type of thing going on. And his lyrics were a little out there too. Yeah. When we finally read them, we made the mistake of letting him go to the studio by himself. Oh shit. <laughs> and then we got, we got the recordings back from Nick and we're like, Oh, this is what you do. This is what you say. <laughs> this is what's going on our shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's tough when you, Write a like a really heavy riff, and then you hear like kind of whiny stuff over the top of it. Now, me personally, I'm the one in the band who doesn't like singy stuff, but I like Taylor. You know, I thought he was a good guy, and I'm new to this metalcore type scene, mm-hmm. all this shit. So I thought that's just the way it went. So who the fuck am I to speak up about <laughs> some pretty stuff going on these you know riffs or whatever? But eventually, these guys came around to feeling similar to that, and yeah. We had to let Taylor go, man. You know, it was tough. He was a good cat, you know, but... Yeah, sometimes the styles don't really align with the mm-hmm. individual members. It, yeah. It happens in the business. It does. I, I think his personal life, too, was going to lead him that direction anyway, where he was going. I don't know if he would have stuck around for much longer either way, but I think that Fit for an Autopsy show was kind of the final straw. Like, mm-hmm. hearing that from uh, a guy in a, you know, who does this for a living and someone who is like, you know, 
I don't like idolize, but he's definitely like a, a mentor in the, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah. Fifth for is probably one of the best deathcore bands to ever exist, in my opinion. So to have him come down and be like, nah, <laughs> you know, get, like, get, get uh, that guy out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever you say, whatever you want. You got any other notes or we'll do it. <laughs> it's good to hear that kind of feedback. Yeah, you have to hear that feedback. I think not enough bands get told stuff sucks. <laughs> and uh, speaking of live shows, uh, any favorite shows you guys have played throughout your time with a band? Man, we've had some good ones. Yeah. Like that Ginger show was awesome. Sounds yeah. like that Fit for an Autopsy one was kind of eh. Yeah, that was good. It was, it was good. Unreal. I mean, yeah, I mean, Fit for an Autopsy. Mm-hmm. We got good crowd response on it, you know, for being the local opener where no one really knows your songs, you know. Mm-hmm. We got we got the crowd warmed up for the show, you know, which is your job as the opener. Get them hyped up, get them going. Right, right. And I think we did our job, but Ginger was ginger was like next level i mean that's a sold out show at the oriental oh fuck yeah and it was packed wall to wall by the time we even stepped foot on stage it wasn't like people trickling in while we were playing yeah it was just like bam yeah it was massive fucking love that energy dude there was that was that one guy that shirtless dude who by our second song was just running rampant in that crowd you know there's there's always there's always that one dude at the like you'll, you'll see him in line at the show and by the time the second song of the first band rolls around, he's got his fucking shirt off. And he's, <laughs> he's fucking hammered. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck he'll get that hammered that quick, but he's fucking hammered and he's just going nuts. Have you guys noticed that? Dude, There's at uh, least yeah, one of those yeah. dudes at a show. It's one thing yeah. I noticed right off the bat in this metal scene. Motherfuckers are into it. Metalheads <laughs> are into it. If I don't see someone naked at the show, I'm fucking pissed off. <laughs> I need that energy, man. We need people yeah. jumping off Look, the I fucking I had one guy stage. steal my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> at Death Fest, right? Yeah, Death Fest. Yeah. Where I took my shirt off because that's one thing. Uh, for some reason... All, everybody likes it when I do that. Fuck yeah, we do. Yeah, so I off, took my man. shirt off, and there's a, a dr- the drunkest fucking guy there. He has his hand out like he wants me to hand him my fucking shirt. <laughs> and so and I'm like, no, and I like, put it behind the speaker. This motherfucker reached behind the speaker, grabs my shirt, smelled it. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> I, he was probably like, he was probably like, he did. <laughs> Apparently, he was blind or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then, so my wife and her goons were trying to fight this guy to get my shirt back. God damn, it was that was nuts, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dem- Death Fest was a great show. That was to fun. play. Oh yeah, that's. Denver Death Fest, hella memorable. Man, yeah, that was, that was the energy at that yeah, show. We're in it again. We applied again. We were uh, send, first. We it were in. on a Thursday, which the fucking energy there was amazing. Yeah, we were for a Thursday night. Yeah, we were worried. You know, like oh, first day, Thursday, yeah, first time this fest. Like, yeah, it was cold. Like, uh, it's you know, we'll see what and people showed out, and it was awesome. So packed but, trail side to the. Oh, dude, room. yeah. So, I like, mean, we were all 13 Oh, yeah, dude. So, shout out to Zach and his crew. Dude, oh, yeah. They killed it. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, we get to go back this next year and do it again because that was great. I think so, next year they're doing it at the Roxy. That's yeah. makes sense since yeah. he's doing a lot of shows at the Roxy now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we know shit changes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had lots of stuff. The show must go on, right? Yeah, we had lots of stuff lined up, and then Kobe was like, boom. I think we played Moon Room with Leveler in, like, January of 2020, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it was, like, 
that was it. <laughs> it was like See, it down. was it was that was like kind of a weird time, like right before COVID hit, because like you know, like everybody's getting a little worried about it, you know, and then like everybody's just like, oh yeah, everything's shut down, and then just like seeing like all of these bands that are like overseas, even mm-hmm. like oh shit, like we gotta like pull the plug on this, you know, we gotta. Board the next flight home. Oh, it was yeah. Just like, it was crazy to yeah. see that shit. That was, yeah, that was nuts. Yeah. And it really, it it was bad and, I guess, a blessing for us during that time because we were on a roll and, you know, we had, you know, Pat was doing a great job with us and, and you know, Wes um, just filling in wherever they could. And, but then, like, it just stopped. Yeah, but we, I guess it was a blessing in the fact that we're like, all right, you know, Pat, you're in you're in your band you know we're not Mm. you're doing your thing with it's always sunny you know that's Mm. your main priority obviously so we gotta find somebody so we just kind of put it out there we need a guy Mm -hmm. and then i get a submission like this guy i think you would you facebook message me yeah yeah i think he facebook messaged me and was like hey like two years later let's put this like two years yeah it was like well it's like 2021 right no it wasn't it it was a long it was in 2020 long break it was like the end it was long breaks damn choice but he he like messaged me was like hey let me uh get the demo and i was like yeah here you go (laughs) you're not thinking of anything of it because the submissions we had been getting were bad (laughs) they were bad and i was not thrilled and i was like man this this might be it this might be done because i'm not gonna go out with a bad vocalist yeah i've been spoiled my whole life he's been spoiled his whole life backstory on james he comes from the one and only killing kings okay who dominated the denver hardcore scene for yeah. what six to eight, ten years just like, <laughs> we were just around yeah, at the time yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no just like, eh. so no. nate also the drummer in our band here yeah he was also the drummer of killing Kings. Yeah. so we got a lot of history you know, we're all like brothers and shit, so it's not like just you know a band member thing. Like some of us got some deep roots, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know? go back a long ways. We do, yeah. and uh, you know the original bass player, his name is Sean Coon. Everybody knows who the fuck Coon is out yeah. there. Uh-huh. You can't go in five feet without someone recognizing that guy. Yeah, I grew he up watching that guy on stage. Yeah, yeah Blister sixty so. six. Shout out to my the boy. band. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, he was awesome. You know he. Uh, he he bowed out during COVID too that whole time, mm-hmm. or it's like right after things started to reopen. I think yeah, so I think was, he kind of realized like oh year off he was like ah I think I'm weird done. Fucking yeah. time, man. It was COVID. You know this band, we've gone through it, bro. Like this illness and the family. We have fucking friends die. You know, um, babies pop up. Fucking divorces happening. I mean. You know, only the straw survive, right? Yeah. Fucking keep trucking. What so, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, we've just know? been going, man. And not just that, we're grown ass men. You know, you can probably mm-hmm. see some grays over here. So we fucking. <laughs> A couple. Yeah. 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 We're not. We're not. We're the same. We're not little kids anymore, and we have kids, families. So I think most of us are married, yeah? All of us? Yeah, all of, all of <laughs> Well. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah well, you know, whatever. But uh, point in that whole thing is, you know, we do this. Not just for like fun or whatever. It's what we do. It's how we vent. You know, mm-hmm. the stage is how we get it out. Try to bring that energy to the show. Um, can't wait someday. Somebody actually knows our lyrics and they can hear what you're saying. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some Tyler, Tyler from It's Always Sunny. He knows so. Well, I'm just saying so people can sing along and get up on the stage and fucking jump around and shit because that's what it's all about. That energy. You know, it's it's been a long time 
since we've gotten It's Always Sunny. You were actually yeah. weren't a part of it. When I we, wasn't. Yeah. Got to get those guys back on. Yeah, I've seen them a few times at shows. They're great live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're great guys. I was their original vocalist. Really? I actually started that band. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Me and Tyler and another guy, Pat, uh, we started, we all peeled off from Kill Syndicate, mm-hmm. and then we started It's Always Sunny in Tijuana. That's okay. a great name, Kill Syndicate. Kill Syndicate was. Yeah, I remember Kill Syndicate. We yeah. played, we it's played with you guys name. when I was in uh, the decaying process. Jesus, we're going, so fucking we're going, we're going, oh, we're going way back. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, we're so we're old. Yeah. I mean, I back decaying process, end of empire, end of empire. Yeah, we were like, we were into kill. I was into kill a god. We were the. I was in like two bands back to back. We were just like, hey, we're better at our instruments than you. Watch. <laughs> and that was like, it wasn't even about songwriting. It was just like, how many notes can we put in this riff? Yeah, and then yeah. go into the next riff. So with Talon really hasn't backed off that, by the way. No. <laughs> he, he writes a ton of it. I always like to say like, uh, he gives us this rough draft. He probably has the next three albums written downstairs right now. So we go got to the practice room and kind of <laughs> try... To make sense of the fucking mathematical equations he puts out, <laughs> you know, and do our best to keep the head bounce to it, because you know we we do have like a little bit of a bounce to us, mm-hmm. which always like confuses people, I think, because we're not exactly like metal or you know what I mean, we're yeah, not yeah. hardcore band, but I think we could play in both genres if we had to. Yeah. It wouldn't be a weird mix. No, I fucking appreciate so that, you'd, actually. You'd, you'd say your 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 music is kind of more universal. You know? Try to. Mm-hmm. We're too hardcore for deathcore, but too deathcore for hardcore. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah we're, we're in this weird... I don't I'd mind that, if you can't If you can't put us in a genre, that we're doing something good. Exactly. Because yeah. you look at like, cookie cutter, like right? Lamb of God, you can't really put them in a genre because they yeah. kind of fit everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so that's why I kind of how I see it. See, <clears throat> genres are okay to, like, classify, like, bands, you know, but sometimes <laughs> people get a little ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but, like, I remember I went and saw, um, so the lineup was Carnifex, um, Flesh God Apocalypse, All Shall Perish at the Marquee. Wow. Yeah, that's a heavy ass show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Flesh God Apocalypse got done playing, and that was like in that era. Like I, I don't know if you guys fuck with Flesh God. Oh yeah, um, I love Flesh God. It was before that era, right before Agony came out. Mm. So like they were still like you know doing like that kind of technical like brutal style, you know. Yeah. Before they went to more you know symphonic, I remember. Um, you know, they got done playing, and everybody was like, oh my god, yay, you know, and then, like, I overheard this guy, like, I, I want to say, like, five or six feet away from me, he's like, yeah, that was, that was cool, man, and then the guy next to him was like, yeah, man, they're fucking post-technical, symphonic, brutal, yeah. fucking, like, he just went on and on and on, and I'm just like. Bro, yeah, that's a real thing, right, yeah. the, the subgenres you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm learning, I guess. You yeah. know, I guess I'm a little more like, hey, you know, metalcore, this or that. But yeah, there's all this shit. 
I think he called something like Viking Core once. And I was like, what, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And what then, band is Viking Core? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. That's just, is there not Viking Core? Yeah, I mean, there's, one that, there's one that just popped up. Well, <laughs> of course there is, right? There's that, there's that one dude who like said he made like a metalcore song about Vikings, but it was bad. No, it, wasn't. it was really, real bad. <laughs> I think it was he went back to like 2008 metalcore where oh, like gosh. had like the dubstep rap <laughs> choruses, oh. and then he and then he had like super heavy breakdown out of nowhere. I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> I was like, you ruined just to, he wrote he wrote you probably heard his song on TikTok everywhere. He writes like those like soft melodic folk Viking songs, and mm-hmm. he was like, I'm gonna write a metalcore song. I'm like, you probably never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> so there is some nerd aspect to metal, right? Let's there be is. Honest. There is mm-hmm. some fucking nerds there, and they'll oh, yeah. watch you like this while you're playing. That's, like that's me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, like, that's that's the best compliment you can give. Uh, sure. Them. No, oh, I, I'm starting to understand yeah. that, but at first I'm like, yo, what the fuck you staring at? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like well, what fucking look somewhere else you, you go you right go now. from james's era was crowd crowd piles and sing-alongs and two-stepping yeah. to now just like dudes and vests with their arms crossed just staring <laughs> you down but then afterwards they're like you guys are amazing yes yeah, so, <laughs> i'm getting it you know what i mean and by now i think i got it i've never kept, i've never kept my neck still so long for one day <laughs> and i'm just trying to play like his madness of shit half the time you know what i mean like i call them the elitists the elitists yeah, that's good yeah that's i call them I probably look like that at the shows, but really I'm just like... He's watching what, the drummer. I'm watching the drummer, they're, they're watching their gear. Like, oh, okay, cool. They're using that gear. And then I come to him like, all right, so we need to run this new equipment. And he's like, yeah, dude. Yeah. He's like, all I right, just dropped all this money. Bro, I fucking mortgaged two houses just to have equipment in this band. You're on your... Well, you've had this guitar since you got it from me. Yeah, from so, you, yeah. yeah, but I kept... Play this tonight. Play this guitar tonight. Let's yeah, do these guitars. There was seven guitars I was playing at one point. Yeah. That's why I joined the band to become better at guitar. You know, I have no issues saying that. So speaking of gear, what do you guys? What do you guys? Go ahead, Talon. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> so, so guys, guys sound like definitely like gear nerds. Oh, I'm a, I'm a massive so gear is nerd. Jacob. Yeah. yeah, I'm a massive gear nerd. So we we just switched over to full direct in. Uh, I'm using an Axe FX. Our bass player is using Axe FX. Jimmy Two Tubes over here couldn't couldn't save money. Had to buy the most expensive tube preamplifier on the market. Had a mortgage house, yeah, because he, he's he's a Mesa elitist. He has to have a Mesa. I fucking love Mesa. So, Shout yeah. out to the Mesa, please. Oh yeah, Mesa. I mean, Mesa's the shit. I love Mesa, but I don't love carrying gear around anymore. When I could just have a pedal this big and have every sound I ever need in it. But so he, but we're all full direct in, no cabs on stage. In your systems, just straight out to the PA. But we also covered our bases where we could, with one flip of a switch and a couple cables, we could play through cabs if we needed to. You know, because certain certain venues, you know, it's not going to work to go just direct in. So you know, we want to be able to. I think actually at Death Fest we use cabs. We use the cabs that were on stage. So with our systems, cabs too, right? I got the little two by twelves and the fucking four by twelves. Yeah, we have Mesa cabs if we need them. So, but. The thing is just to be clean and efficient and put out the best sound possible, you know. And thanks to bands like Born of Osiris and Animals as Leaders for being like coming out with just like, hey, yeah, we just brought a Kemper or an Axe Effects and that's it, you know. And it sounded better. The problem is that you get a lot of local sound guys and they don't know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. A mic. I, well, my final straw was when we played that Moonroom show and the dude mic'd the middle of my cabinet and there's no speakers there. Oh. And I was like, 
dude, what are you doing? Like, my speaker's over here, you know. And then on top of that, we jump around a lot, and mics move, they bounce, they, you know. There's there's so many variables that'll mess up your live sound. Oh, yeah. And I wanted those gone. I didn't want any more variables in our sound. I wanted to be like, this is our guitar tone. Every single time you see us, we will sound this clear and this clean. And that was our whole goal with our current rig. So, plus it's a lot easier to move outside of the drums. Right. Nate, Nate still brings like every drum he owns. <laughs> Doing like the whole dream theater setup. Like, that's downstairs. <laughs> you go look at my drum set downstairs. You'll be like, oh, yeah, someone likes Mike Portnoy a little too much. <laughs> Nate is a beast, though. He needs every one of those fucking drums. Yeah. Usually, he, when like I get a compliment from people who don't listen to metal, they're like, oh, your fucking drummer's good. Yeah. The rest they don't even fucking hear. The, the like, greatest what is thing, your vocalist saying? I'm like, fuck, who knows? The, the greatest <laughs> thing about Nate is he comes, you know, he comes from that that hardcore world and is like hugely influenced by like Clutch and all these like groove type mm. of bands. So it's not like having a machine back there. You know, it's like great that you could blast beat at 300 BPM mm. and that's insane, you know, but for our sound, it makes it I think that's what keeps us from just falling into that line with a lot of bands because our drummer doesn't do that. He won't allow it. Yeah, he won't allow it. You know, he's like, even at price sometimes, we'll, we'll be going back and forth where I'm like, oh, just follow the guitar pattern. He's like, no, I'm going to play just like two of those patterns and then fall off and do this. And it's like, we argue about it, but then at the end, it's like kind of makes us what we are. Keeps us from just being a machine type band because that could happen real easy with some of the stuff I write. Yeah. just. Mm-hmm. You know, the drum, the program drums I send him on demos, I'm sure he's just like, nah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, try to keep the gear simple, and we want to have the best stage sound possible. Yeah. Actually, that when we we just, when we played the last on our show, we've blown up for on Earth like four or three times now. Three Dude, or four times. Me personally, it's probably oh, been eight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been opening for on Earth since like 2013. Like every time they come to Denver, whatever band I'm in just opens up for them. But uh, we, uh, the sound guy there was just like, dude, you guys had the best sound of the night. And that was over like upon a burning body and all that. And it was like, that's cool. That's oh, good. Like we're going the right direction. Yeah. So it was worth mortgaging my house. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't have to. Good. You could have just bought an Axe Effects. But <laughs> they I have made hike here. I came here full gas. <laughs> So uh, you guys just recently released a lyric video in yeah. late August. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, we released a music video for that song originally when we released the EP. And then we were like, well, we should probably keep trying to you know, get as much content as you can get off stuff. So uh, we went to Banana Bomb Productions, which is um, a new company who's been starting out and... Um, we're like, hey, we want to do a lyric video for this song. Like, you know, here you go. Have, you know, creative freedom, you know. Yeah. And, and Just give them the reins. And yeah, tell absolutely, them absolutely crushed out. it. So shout out to Banana Bomb. Uh, they're amazing what, and what? gave us probably one of the sickest lyric videos that I've seen because it's not just like, here's some fire in the background and your lyrics. Yeah, embers know? and like everything's moving yeah. and right. shit. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, there's actual like capture they're actually kind of capture the essence of his lyrics as a background to the lyric video to kind of give you an idea of everything mm-hmm. which is really cool so it's almost like having a music video but without uh, all the production so it was really cool and a new one coming speak to that yeah and we uh, just filmed a playthrough video so 
Okay. We're just riding off this last EP as long as we can. <laughs> so uh, guitar playthrough video will be coming out soon uh, for our song Die Tomorrow. Okay. So it'll be cool. I think that song has some of our catchiest guitar riffs, and it'll be cool to just be like, here's the instrumental version of the song. You hear everything we're doing. You know, for all the guitar nerds out there oh. and drum nerds, because you'll be able to hear all that stuff. No offense, Lon. <laughs> I've already had my time to show you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it's like, eh, I already did it. Whatever. <laughs> See? So, oh, my God. oh, no, go for it. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that recording process for that EP. <laughs> that was like, yeah. that was crazy. So um, at the time, I lived in an apartment up the road from here. So I couldn't record drums or anything. And I'll, we made a conscious decision early on just to do it ourselves because we have paid people before for mixing and tracking. And it's just, it's never what we want. Mm-hmm. It's always, a, I don't want to say a battle, but you know, it's always back and forth. Change this, change that. And mm-hmm. I don't like this. I don't like that. Yeah, it's been a lot of that. And it's like, you know, it was like, well, we either drop a big chunk of money to go to someone that obviously, you know, Dave Otero, Will Putney, like whatever, you know, really just drop a lot of money. Or we do it ourselves and just get exactly how we want it. Mm -hmm. So we went with that route. And um, our drummer and I, uh, we build houses for a living. And Nick at Rusty Sun was like, hey, I need your guys' help redoing my kitchen. He's right up the street and he's a good friend of mine. So I was like, I was like, all right, but instead of paying us, let us like, come track our drums <laughs> you know and we'll do your kitchen so we traded work which is great oh, and great and, for me yeah right and so yeah because of that mortgage yeah you know. yeah yeah we didn't have to <laughs> yeah we didn't have to spend any money he didn't have to spend any money so he got a sweet kitchen obviously nick is known on the scene for his recordings you know mm-hmm. that gets great tones and stuff so it was really awesome so we did that we went and got it and it was like kind of at the end of that first wave of COVID, we were we snuck in there, and um, or was it right before COVID? We it was we had those two tracks. Well, that was right before COVID. That was before the EP, though. Mm-hmm. That was right before. That was with AJ, my buddy AJ. But was yeah, AJ? so I think it was I like can't remember it was in that like it was in that like <laughs> yeah, weird right. downtime where like right. oh cool everything's back to normal, and then all of a sudden I was like nah. So nah, that, that very small window, we kind of took care of everything. So we actually had the drum tracks for a long time <laughs> before. And then we were finally able to... Um, My bad. I know, man. We, we rookie here? Dude, fantasy, fantasy football, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got like six teams this year. <laughs> um, so we sat on the drums for a long time. Plus we didn't have... Do we have lawn? We didn't have lawn yet. We had these songs done. We did. Yeah, you had. We did. A, we talked about EP. Yeah, yeah, the last EP. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was in the band. Okay, yeah. So we got it done in that time for drums. We sat on it, and then, um, you know, my wife and I were buying a house. I was like, didn't have time. We weren't doing anything anyway. There was no shows. We weren't really rushing it. And then finally, I got in here. I first thing I did when we bought this house was I built a recording studio and it was intentionally just for me because all my stuff was in the living room down there and it, I wanted to buy drums again and all this stuff. So built a room down there, built the studio really with no actual intentions of starting a studio. But then we started tracking guitars and the vocals and everything. And it all started coming out really good. And, um, you know, about a month of all that, and then all of a sudden we had an EP and we're like, oh, sweet. And yeah. and 
I think you're the one that said you're just like this is it. This is the sound. This is what we sound yeah, like. We will never record anywhere else aside with Talon. Period. He's being bashful, but this man's got immense skill with the studio. Yeah. He knows what the fuck he's doing, what he's hearing, what to do. He's like a producer. Well, he's a fucking nerd. Yeah, he's a fucking nerd. He's fucking nerd. He's literally just. If you guys want, we can play some magic. It's in the cabinet there. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Play some commander (laughs) after we're done. Yeah, but, you know, know, I'm not trying to suck your dick here. You could. Not yet. Be nice. (laughs) But, there's children here. I've been been waiting six years. I've already got the clearance. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. I've been waiting six years. It was 2018, I think, when we started. You know what, man? Since we're talking about sexual stuff, I did bring those condoms. Oh, good. Just had him in his pocket. They said this is a slam dungeon. I was like, yo, you got condoms? And Town's like, I ain't no bitch. I'm like, like, all right, man. So, yeah, I was like, I come from a dirty little city and everybody out there is gross. So I have to protect myself. You know what I'm saying? So, Aurora. I mean, you guys look kind of clean, but, you know, I just got can't take a risk. Well, you always got to keep it around. So, do you guys got any shows coming up? We don't, actually. Um... Well, fucking bunch of, that. bunch of personal life stuff has come up for a lot of guys. Gotcha. And um, so trying to let that be handled and trying to write some new music. Okay. And Jacob's on tour too. Yeah, Jacob's on yeah. tour. We, I mean, we, we whatever. Gotta, he's we, he's bass player, so whatever. Yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta slam the dudes that aren't here. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah he's so, out there fucking living the dream. That son of a bitch, Sam Duncan on motherfucking yeah. school. Yeah. You know? yeah, there's a lot of some personal life stuff. He's touring. Uh, my studio is is booked i'm i've got the next 10 weekends just booked yeah basically until thanksgiving i'm recording or mixing or something every weekend so which is great but uh, so puts a damper on things mm. for a lot of stuff Mm. so just kind of taking a break on you know playing shows and whatnot and yeah focus on the new ep let's say let's do do you want to talk about the new stuff we can talk about it there's you know it's in the middle stages Sure. There's the rough drafts. Yeah, we're in the rough drafts. You know, we're, you know, I've, I got probably, eleven songs down there, and they've heard three. I don't want to overwhelm them. If I just send them all eleven songs and go learn it, we'll, we'll take us even longer to get this done. But we got, we got three, three main songs. This extra small. <laughs> <laughs> He's commenting on his condoms. Yeah. This expired too, so. Let me see it. Let me see it. Oh, it's not a Trojan. No. It's lifestyles. It's a, <laughs> so you know it's going to break. I told you I'm fucking you know broke. <laughs> Anyways, enough about condoms. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so the next EP is about, it's called Lifestyles. Okay. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Lifestyles in the slam dungeon. Man. Yeah. There we go. All right. There we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just, we're in the fair, not the early, early stages. The early stages are me just being like, I wrote like six songs on Saturday morning, so here you go. Right. Just tell me what you like and what you don't like. <laughs> so I will say, would you agree that we're still kind of trying to find our sound? Yeah. I would say that we're still trying to find our, yeah, I would say our sound, because my me lyrically, I'm all over the all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Like the two original songs they sent me, both songs are about aliens and predators. Like there, there's like because I didn't think of like 
when he first when he first sent me the the audio to to try out, I heard I was like these guys are way too hardcore. This is not gonna <laughs> fucking work. So I actually didn't touch it for a month, and then I, in a month I wasn't doing shit. I was like, you know what? Let me fucking hear it again. Let me try some shit. I was watching Predator, and I was like, I'll just write a song about pre- the Predator, and so that so I sent that to him, and then he's like, oh cool. He sends me another song, and that was Serpent. That's that's the alien song. I wrote that one. Said that to, he sent me like three or four fucking songs. <laughs> we have before, stuff. Before he's like, hey, yeah, come over, come come fucking try out. And uh, so yeah, so lyrically, I'm we're kind of all over the place. Like Die Tomorrow is about a guy. It's like a like a like a warrior that got captured by a witch and his revenge on this on this witch. And then um, Die Tomorrow, or, or not Die Tomorrow, um, Disposable Disposable People is kind of more the direction I want to go. Disposable People is, is about um, people being too, too attached to their phones, too attached to the media, too attached to things like that. Um, and um, so I was trying, that's more of the direction I want to go. And then, what's other song? Psycho. Psycho. It's about the serial killer. Psycho is about a serial killer. Um, Well, it's it's about a serial killer that doesn't want to kill anymore. But someone pushed him over. And then, um, uh, so yeah, these next two songs, I want to kind of more focus on, like, more social issues, more political issues, maybe more, um, just more, maybe more more personal issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, just so I can maybe we can connect to to the crowd more, right, to the people right. more. Because uh, yeah. when when we put out these lyric videos, I'm like, I don't know how people are gonna like really see. Like it kind of kind of shows that we're just not really know knowing where we are mm-hmm. uh, lyrically or or contently, you know. So yeah, growing as a band, you know, still trying to figure out our flow. Which you know we have two new members, I guess you would say, with Jacob and Lon, you know, as opposed to the originals. But this is the, the group now. Yeah. So moving forward, I think I feel like our sound will be there. Of course, we always evolve, right? Like, yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah. I'm I'm always uh, was it Nate always says I have a I forgot what he called it, but I have like a one up complex. Mm. Like I write this song and I'm like, cool, this is really good, and then I'm like, but the next song has to be better. And then I'm like instantly on to the next song, trying to outdo myself. Yeah, if I'm not fucking sweating over in the corner trying to play the riffs, he's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Got you with the whip. Like, yeah. I would say, that. yeah. And even vocally, even trying to put the vocals onto his tracks, whatever talent makes up, <laughs> is sometimes like in Psycho, there's. Oh, man. We, we, I, uh, it, okay. we sat down for a long time on that one. I have actually three or four different lyrics for that song. <laughs> Because all the lyrics I tried just didn't fucking work. And finally we were in the studio and I'm like, let me just do this. I like wrote out this quick little lyric thing. Mm-hmm. And I just did what it was just real quick. And that, that's the one that stuck. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's, his shit is like, we have one song that has this one like 30 second spot. <laughs> that it's literally I don't know what the fuck to do there oh, yeah it's like seriously when I, when I say mathematical equations like that's what I'm talking about yeah like Which, there's there's a what like a bar of 16 but nothing makes sense yeah it it's just basically I, get to I take 16. a bar of 16 but I shove I shove a 5-4 riff in the middle so every other time nothing lines up and 
So when I look at music, technically, it's not like, not like Arcspire per se, where it's like, oh, million thousand notes. I'm more like, all right, how do I get you headbanging and then you lose the beat? And then the beat comes back and you're just like, well, fuck. <laughs> I love, I love that. And I like to piss people off <laughs> with that. And it's probably not in my best favor. We'd probably be a lot more popular if we didn't do stuff like that. And but I think that's why we see a lot of our our, our f- fans or people who are watching us kind of like just like... What that song on? is different from the last one. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think with this next EP, it's going to be more about continuity and being like, all right, we know what we can do. Now let's... Now we let's figure out what we should do from what we can and just make it exactly what our sound's gonna be. Like I think for us, me personally, can't speak for you guys, you guys can care less, but I am like this is probably gonna be the EP that's like, all right, cool. These guys are a staple in the local scene. This EP hits, this is this is Venom and Valor, and this is awesome, or it's the same thing where like, oh, it's it's Venom and Valor, it's like cool, whatever. Yeah. You know. I don't. It's that band again. Yeah, it's that band again. You know, I don't want to be. Never goes away. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, why should we? Been in the scene for like twenty years at this point. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, you're old as fuck. Yeah, I think I think my first Denver show was in 2006. Oh fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. So mine was 2001. Yeah. Oh goddamn. Yeah. yeah. Were you born yet? <laughs> uh, I think. Um, I think I was like. Mm, about eight or so years old. You weren't like, using these yet. No, yeah. no. Yeah, actually, I got my first. I got my first. Um, my first crowd kill at one of your shows. Right on. It was a live spot with Come it. Forth by Day, uh, Bank Robber, and Killing Kings, and I was just minding my own business, and I caught a foot. Damn. Yeah. And then and I was like, okay, I like Shed hardcore. Some blood and he's yeah. Like, All right, man. I was I'm like, right with that. Guy yeah, I was someday. like, yeah. It's like I like hardcore now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hardcore now, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go get my basketball shorts, and my jersey, right now. You know what? That actually, you're not saying that you did that, but that was actually a thing. Now, you guys ever heard of Socks Place? The famed Socks Place back in the day. A lot of scene kids used to go there, and you know they were scared of it because it was ran by scene kids. Um, but newer kids would go there and then they would pop their cherry and all of a sudden they were hardcore. Like they were like scared little high school kids, <laughs> not even 18 yet. And then by the time I saw them six months later, they had full sleeves and, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck kid? <laughs> you know, like, you know that, that kind of reminds me of, um, what's that? The Acacia strain song. Yeah. What the fuck song is that? Where it's like the, they're, they're, it's the band and like they go to this like show and they're all like fucking nerds. Oh. What the fuck song is that? That's kind of what Nate that reminds would know, me right? of. Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is that Jonestown? No. Uh, we have technology. <laughs> yeah. We got gotta fucking I, look this shit up. Ironically enough, I think at that show I was wearing a Dream Theater shirt. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I only listened to Dream Theater, Iron Maiden, and like power metal. And then I went and saw you guys. Skynet. Skynet. That's the name. Oh, yeah. Yep. I don't know why. That, that, that kind of reminds me of that. Skynet, like uh, Terminator. Yeah. yeah. But in that music video, it's like they're nerds. Like the dudes in the band yeah. are nerds and they go to this show. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that video now. Yeah. 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 Those guys are fun live, too. Yeah. Oh, they're great live. Right. Yeah. That's why I, I think my, my vocal is more modeled 
five minutes. You, you'd say you're you're yeah. one of your inspirations. That let's get to inspirations now. Ooh. You guys go first. Yeah, right. you, you you're the one that started it. So yeah. holy shit! Well, um, <laughs> two of my favorite bands right now is Fit for an Autopsy and the Casey Strain. Casey Strain, I've been the fan for a very long time, and uh, so my basically my vocals modeled off of Vincent. Okay. Um, because he's very, he's more power. He's not a lot of technique. It's just power, mm-hmm. highs and lows. That's it. Don't do anything fucking crazy. No pterodactyl shit. You know, it's just no pterodactyl. Yeah, shit. Yeah. it's very, we very simple and very direct. And I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And um, musically, I don't know, I'm fucking. I'm into the slam shit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, baby. We're gonna start. Well, the, the, this shit right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that okay. shit. Okay. Nice. Your influences, sir. Man, uh, I don't listen to a lot of metal. I'm not going to lie to you. On the way here, I was listening to straight-up hip-hop. Um, there's a band that's in the scene right now, in the hardcore scene, Eyes of Salt. I've been rocking that shit nonstop. Okay. And, yeah, you guys heard of them? I think I saw them yeah. recently. Uh, so I don't really get to go to a lot of shows, but I know Gary and, you know... I miss hardcore, I'm not going to lie. Mm. <laughs> you know, kind of wish I had enough time in my life to actually do another project. But I don't listen, listen to a lot of metal, but I guess I do like Kubrick Khan. Okay. You know, I do like, uh, I do like Knock Loose. Hell yeah. And Arf, arf, motherfucker. Yeah. There, was time, there was a time I would have fucking arfed off everybody in the pit, you know, but now I'm kind of old. <laughs> so you, you can still arf, arf people in the pit, but afterwards, afterwards, you're fucking wall So that actually doesn't surprise me that, you know, you don't listen to a whole lot of metal. Your influences come from outside of metal because get this. I don't know if you guys heard it, but when we did, um, what? I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of <laughs> curious to see where this goes. Um, you weren't a part of that episode. You were in California. Oh, yeah. With analepsy. That was an interesting Yeah, we one. got um, uh, Marco Martins from Analepsy, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever listened to them, but they're kind of, you know, heavy, slammy, kind of, mm. you know. Uh, Marco's influences, <laughs> power metal. Interesting. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. He's like, yeah, I don't... I don't listen to a whole lot of slam. It's just most of my influence comes from, you know, power metal. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. So, but anyways, last but not least. Uh, well, starts with my all-time favorite band in the entire world is Dream Theater. Nice. Yeah, I come from the prog thing. So I, I started off as a drummer as a kid and everything. So I just was, like, learning Dream Theater and Iron Maiden songs. And then... Um, then I kind of got in, then like I kind of got into hardcore and metalcore and, and, you know, kill switch. And, and honestly, what changed me from a drummer to a guitar player was actually uh, an Unearth show at the New England Hardcore Metal Festival. I saw Unearth and I saw Ken Susie throw his guitar cabinet and lays his guitar and said, eat a dick. And he brought his phone number on his arm and said, call me. And I was like, why the fuck am I a drummer? Like, <laughs> like, I'm like musically trained and proficient and I'm like fuck that I want to be an asshole and and then I and then you received that yeah good and then I taught myself how to play guitar and then so my influence is on guitar basically from like unearth through all that early metalcore and then really I didn't get into the heavier stuff until like fit for an autopsy was coming around and uh I mean I listened to like 
Cradle of Filth and Demu and, you know, mm-hmm. symphonic things. But it was really like um, that second wave of hardcore, like Ghost Inside and Stick to Your Guns. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of got me into hardcore. And I had started up my first hardcore band um, with one of my best friends, Atma, when we did End of Empires. And that was like hardcore metalcore. And then got to really experience hardcore with Steve in Make Way. And then uh, right now I'm really just listening to a lot of um, like Polaris is really big right now for me. Mm-hmm. That more like genty type stuff, you know. So you're a gentleman? <laughs> not really. <laughs> see, see what I did there? Uh, yeah, I, see what I did? Uh, the gentleman, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I see the door. I'll, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> so you know, bands like so like bands like Periphery really appeal to me because it's like oh cool it's it's prog but it's heavy so. I used to be really big in the periphery back in high school. They're pretty solid. So, anyways, my uh, my influences are ICP and Justin Bieber. We can yeah. tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're we're getting to the end more. of the episode. I oh, you, you got then. one more. Okay. All right. So you had mentioned that you have that song about the serial killer. Mm-hmm. Speaking of serial killers, you guys recently played the show hosted by Maris the Great. Mm. Tell us a little bit about that one. Well, that was a benefit show. Uh, you knew yeah, Rainy. I guess I could speak yeah, to Yeah, you, you talk about so, that. Me personally, I've known Maris for like 20 years. I know what he looks like outside of his makeup, everything. We're, we're homeboys. Wait, he's not a zombie? <laughs> oh, no, he is. <laughs> he literally does smell the same. <laughs> i can contest that i just recorded their new ep so okay i had the whole group here but yeah so maris um i've been dead you can't see the air quotes but quote unquote for like 20 years you know i'm fucking dead from an old hardcore band that he originally killed way back when i'm not even gonna fucking mention it and then so we kept in touch all these years and a mutual friend of ours just passed away and that was his homegirl. Like his, you know, he's a gay man, but it would have been like his wife, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, friend of mine too. And... Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Rainy. And, you know, we did that show for her and it, it turned out pretty good, you know? It was the middle of the summer, downtown, on a day where like everything was happening. It was another, what, 10 shows going on that night. Jeez, and yeah. it still went well, you know? That's good. That's so, good. yeah, it was good for Maris, good for... Um, Cassie was Rainey's daughter. Good for us because we enjoyed it, right? It was a fun time. That show was great because it was like all, it was like the old guy show. Like, I am the shotgun. It's always sunny. Us, like, everybody's been in the scene for 15 plus years, years, 20 years, you know. Man, it was, it was cool. It was just a bunch of old guys playing really heavy metal. (laughs) So I think Venom and Valor will be killed. It just didn't happen this year because of, uh, unforeseen circumstances going on in life but yeah maybe next year right yeah. so you guys yeah. are you guys are gonna die soon basically yeah probably. this probably may be the last happen. time you ever see this oh, okay. <laughs> i don't know how i can die again you know but he'll like, resurrect you you know i think if he sucks your dick hard enough you'll come be able to fucking <laughs> <flight> back up <laughs> so back maris maris gives you know bands that he kills like nicknames do you remember your nickname? Uh, well, I know he calls me Plywood because my ass is flat as fuck. <laughs> like it hurts right now sitting down, bro. Yeah. He, he calls me Ginger Snap. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Power Top Wand. <laughs> 
Power top one, yeah. <laughs> and Nate is... I won't give up the bottom. Nate, our drummer, is the guy who Maris always forgets that he wants to fuck. <laughs> yeah. Every time he sees him, he's like, oh yeah, I want to fuck you. I just always forget. Because <laughs> Nate, Nate is like, for the loudest dude... He is the most in the background guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I think Jacob. He's uh, he's formulating one right now. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's gonna get one for Jacob. Yeah, I, I actually I played drums on the new Maris EP. They gave me like a week's notice, and I had to learn the songs while I recorded them. And every time we get to a, a part where I had to like retrack or something, he'd be like, "You'd probably play it better if you took your shirt off." Or, <laughs> <laughs> or like, did it without pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, shout out to Maris. Maris, the still grave. doing it, man. I won't yep. even mention yeah. how old he is, but yep. Yeah. Oh, he's. I've I've seen pictures of him from like fucking early two thousands, and yeah. I'm just like that's when damn. I met him, dude. And I remember the first time I was with him alone. It was in his shitty little Ford Escort, and he still had the Jason mask on him. Like, Where's this going? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well it got a little. How did weird. you get into his car? <laughs> I think he was talking about killing the band, but he was probably trying to suck my dick. <laughs> so, so speaking about sucking dick, we're we gonna use this. Or? <laughs> yeah, it's just. I mean, fucking... what the fuck? It's extra small. It's not even gonna hurt any. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slam dungeon is this? He's not even getting slammed right now. No, I was misled. <laughs> False advertising. Lights, Slam cameras, on. mics. I know, like you got this elaborate setup from yeah. your wife, who's been kind of taking pictures. You want to say hi? Hi. She runs. She runs Banana Bomb. So okay. Oh, yeah. So she's you know trying to make her mark on the scene as far as EPKs and lyric videos. All the, all the stuff that local bands should do that they don't do. You need to go to her so you can yeah. start doing what you should be doing. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Um. Yeah, we're we're pretty much at the end of the episode. Uh, real quick, I want to know where you guys got the name Venom and Valor. And fun fact, for the longest time, I thought it was of Venom and Valor. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Just, <laughs> of Venom and Valor. <laughs> that, that's that's only, yeah, yeah. That that's the proper etiquette way to say our name mm-hmm. of Venom yeah Venom. OB we should do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. OB, one day Venom I was Valor. just like wrapping condoms with stickers and I was like yo what do you think about this for a fucking band name <laughs> and they were like yeah we were just throwing yo, names out yo did you there. just make another piece of merch right now fuck yeah. me there you go Venom and Valor condoms it's just got a fucking Venom hey, and Valor all I know this hardcore metalcore blah 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 $20 expired condoms we're fucking <laughs> sexcore alright sexcore <laughs> Did you just make another genre? Oh, yeah. yeah, we are. We're genre. we're technical uh, <laughs> mathematical sex dungeon core. Yeah. Okay, That's right. that sounds kind of hot. Yeah, next song's about dildos. <laughs> In a slam dungeon. Well, we can give you a little teaser of some new stuff after the episode's done. Yeah, no, yeah. but you, um, you didn't say where the name came from. Uh, oh, uh, we were just throwing <laughs> out. We, go again. we were just throwing out like <laughs> dumb names or something. Well, we liked V. Yeah, okay. we liked V for some reason. We liked, uh, we wanted to be like, we had, I think we had Vengeance, you know, but there's yeah. a lot of, dude, you know, you can't find anything original anymore. Yeah, oh yeah. And we found Venom and Valor, and we're like, you know what? Like, uh, there was something Ven- There was something with Venom, and then, so, so, whether you or Nate, or, I don't remember who, but someone was just like, then put Valor is like kind of like the opposite, yeah. you know. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I think it was more based on the music we were writing at the time because it's like we had really heavy breakdowns, but we had like these really pretty choruses, you know. Whatever, man. 
Some of us have integrity, and some of us will punch you in the fucking face. So. Yeah. yeah. Venom and Val. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay. okay. Well. Any final shout-outs yeah. you guys want to give? Uh, we, we, uh, we, we shouted mom. out. We shouted out. Uh, <laughs> it's always sunny in Tijuana. Yeah, where are you? Uh, my wife's in Blood of Lilith. Yes, yes. Yeah. We got her band on. Yeah. 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 Shout out to you guys. Walker. Yeah, Year Walker Studios. To Thanks to Blood of Lilith, because it wasn't for his wife's band, I never would have started that studio. Oh, hell yeah. So, first album I ever recorded all the way through. And you guys, kind of launched me into the You whole. guys are so much better at remembering all the bands. Like, the Barrel I mean, Plot, love dude, those guys. Barrel Plot, Leveler, It's Always Sunny, I'm the Shotgun. I mean, there's, dude, the scene is thriving probably the best that it's thrived in a long time, and it's awesome to see. Mm-hmm. So, there's uh, new bands coming out, finally, that are, like, really pushing boundaries and trying new things, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I felt for a while this local scene was just like you had the five staple bands, that's all that mattered. So right. if those bands weren't playing, you weren't going to shows. And now I think that's really starting to change mm-hmm. this year. A lot more bands are coming up, you know, like Humanity. You know, mm-hmm. we fucking love those guys. Go um, Hill Massacre is mm-hmm. another one that's just like just brutal, mm-hmm. brutal band. Condemned to burn, you know. Oh, like. well, yeah. And then another band that's been a part of it for a long-ass time, Angelic Desolation, you yep. know. Like. Yeah. We play with a lot of these bands, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, we have. We, we could have. shout out Jacob's 10 bands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's in all kinds of bands. <laughs> and he's off doing big boy shit. Yeah, now. he's off touring right now. His They'll be here at the end of uh, this month at Herman's. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. So he'll be coming through town. What but, band? I have no idea. Dude, I love that band. I have no idea. I have no idea. Reaping Asmodia. Oh, okay. Oh, they're... They're, they're doing the thing with Cryptopsy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's on that tour right now. And before that, he was he's still the same band. He was touring with them when they were on yeah. with Born of Osiris. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so... He, uh... Yeah, death, the carnival, carnival of death tour. Yes, yeah. and you, you guys heard what we're doing with Cryptopsy, right? I haven't. Okay, we just so. announced it recently. We, yeah, we announced it Friday. Um, we are so Matt from Cryptopsy. Um, he does like his own podcast, mm-hmm. which is kind of one of the main inspirations behind this podcast. Except like his little thing is like he likes to drink craft beer with. Oh. You know, so we're probably going to be doing that. Um, Sounds that's terrible. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're actually going to be doing that episode live at True. Oh, nice. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, so, you better bring this. Yeah, that's yes. yours. Yeah, that's right. yours. You get guys. the one limited edition, one and only. <laughs> Do you even use condoms? Too personal. Yeah, I mean it's you expired, fuck, right? Like, you, <laughs> you you get right? Yeah, it's, it's expired. I mean, I mean, dude. It's, if it breaks, it out. breaks. Yeah. 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 If it breaks, it was meant to be. That's yeah. what I was told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, you know, we're sex core. So. <laughs> Technical, melodic, brutal sex core. BDS, BDSM breakdown, <laughs> beatdown. Why do you think Juan's taking his shirt off all the time? Uh, it ain't for fucking you know, stage antics. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's for sex. It's we're we're going to get him a chain made that goes from nipple to nipple. Venom Valor all diamond chain. You got to bling it out. Yeah, it's got to be blinged out, yeah. My nipples were pierced at one point. See? Bring it back, brother. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Yeah, I got a needle. Milk will come out if we do it. Even better. It's not the kind of milk you want to give your babies, though. Like gravy, more like. 
Gravy. It's gravy. I mean, well, then I'm, I'm now in. I'm in. <laughs> if you're producing gravy, dude, I'm ready. I got biscuits. I got some bacon. <laughs> like, let's fucking do this. You guys hungry? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right, on that, I'm gonna announce my new breakfast black metal band. <laughs> okay. Okay. Lawns teaches. Yes. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a black metal band that was all about breakfast and all about corpse family, like a fried egg or a bacon strip. <laughs> you know, it would be amazing. Yeah, breakfast is amazing. Let's let's do this right now. I got the studio right there. Let's do it. I got like 15 guitars. Pick one. <laughs> Just a logo made out of bacon. Absolutely. Yeah. Literally, we're going to take a pack of bacon, we're going to cook it up, and we're going to throw it on the ground. That's our logo. And name. Dude, that's fucking brilliant. I did been wanting to do this for like 15 years. and no one, Everyone's like, that is cool, and they never take it seriously. Like, like yo, I'm down. Dude. Yeah, dude. This might have to happen. Yeah, today. this might have to happen. Like, Right now, like yeah. as soon as I hit the stop button on this, like, like we're going down to that basement. And fucking, we're... fucking eggs Benedict massacre. With some OJ and shit, like <laughs> biscuits and organs. <laughs> Give me my biscuits and organs. <laughs> Slowest song, three hundred BPM. <laughs> That'll be our soft song. That'll be our ballad about grits. <laughs> shrimp and grits. Shrimp and grits. Yeah, thirty seconds. Or no, long. instead of shrimp and grits, it's then shrimp and guts. Shrimp oh, and guts. Yeah. There we go. There we go. You're giving yep. the good shit out, man. Someone's gonna steal our idea now. Is, you're next, welcome. If this doesn't debut at the next Death Fest, that was a failure. Yeah. So we we gotta make this happen. Yeah. I mean. We can go so much. <laughs> it's endless. There's it's endless it, breakfast options. Yes. Right? And we're so thankful for the many ways we can have breakfast. You know, we can just go from, you know, just going to a gas station. Okay. You know, a little fucking cliff bar, you know, to like full on eggs benedict. You yeah, know, absolutely. Then there's I second a, breakfast. Second and then breakfast, there is second yeah. breakfast. Yeah. I'm a breakfast advocate. All right. Yeah. Breakfast is my favorite meal. Yeah. So we, we got to do this then. All right. You gotta do it. All right, we gotta go, guys. We gotta thanks, go. thanks for having us on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you guys for taking the time to chat with us. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a blast. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Bye. And that was Venom and Valor. Next week, to be determined. We actually don't have a band lined up, but that'll change eventually. So. Be sure to look on our social medias to see who we got. Thanks again for your support. It means a lot. And as always, we'll see you next time.